0: What's up, EOS Universe? Rob and I went a little bit long this week, so we're gonna give you part one of a two-part series today, and I promise you will not be disappointed. We talk tap and TapX, Effect AI, the mass migration of projects coming to EOS and our predictions for who is next. If you like the show, don't forget to click the like button, subscribe and the bell, and take care of my sponsor, Cypherglass, Vote for them with your favorite wallet or block explorer. All right, everybody, we're back uh, with a very special edition of Everything Eos this week. We have Rob Finch in person. Ooh. Ooh.
1: I took the uh, Sheos 21 teleportation protocol and I came over here. So good to be back. I'm in uh, the berg for uh, oh, yeah. a couple days. So I thought we'd do uh, an episode in person like the good old days. And uh, he was referring to Katberg, uh for, for uh, <laughs> a-
0: anyone who is not familiar with the lingo. Yep. But well, we've got a ton of bullish news. Oh, yeah. But uh, you have some bullish uh, news of your own with Cypherglass and EOS Name Service. So why don't we get yeah. that out of the way, and then we'll uh, run through the other stuff.
1: Yeah, so real quick, if you're a fan of all the custom account names that we've been doing on EOSNameservice.io, we now have .com, .eos, .io, .bank, and .games are all available on the website now. It's a little bit different in that you have to actually bid for the names. You're bidding against a bunch of other people. But all of the, uh, the rules and the details are on the site. So EOSNameservice.io, check out our referral program.
0: All right, so I noticed Cypher Glass. I saw you guys are yeah. going tweet crazy because you're, <laughs> what, within 500,000 votes so right now of, of being in the top 21. Yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting the story you told me the other day. I, I didn't put it in the notes here, but. You said you actually got into the top 21 and produced a couple of blocks? Yeah, so
1: I think this was either yesterday or the day before, but anyway, sometime this week, um, Bifnex was shifting around their proxies, and we actually picked up another 3 million votes from Bifnex, which jumped us up to 20 very briefly for about two rounds, which was a, you know, a couple minutes on the US blockchain. Our infrastructure produced flawlessly. Nobody was there to sort of you know, monitor it when it was up, and it, it all worked really well. Um, so we're excited to see that. And then as they added the other proxy votes, we came down a little bit, and now we're back at, I think, 24, but less than 500,000 votes away. <laughs> so if you're out there, you vote for Cypherglass, or if you don't, please go out and vote for us for the first time, or refresh your vote so that that decay will go away, and we can get back in the top 21.
0: Or if you want to uh, defer your vote to a proxy, there there's many uh, good proxies out there that do already vote for Cypherglass. So there's Colin T. Crypto, uh, there's iWOD, yeah. uh, Freedom Proxy, brock pierce one proxy all great proxies they they support a lot of other good block producers and referendums so if you don't want to micromanage your governance i highly recommend uh, use a proxy and in addition to that, uh, a few uh, releases ago on Scatter, yeah. I actually started uh, using a proxy myself. I'm uh, full transparency. I proxied my votes to Brock Pierce 1. Nice. And That's a good one. Th- the reason behind my decision was because in Scattered desktop, they added a, a recurring vote feature only if you're voting for a proxy. So oh, every seven days, it refreshes your vote so that it, it doesn't decay. Huh.
1: You want to, I guess, explain decay for some people that aren't familiar? Yeah, so right now, basically, two incentivize you to continue to participate in the governance process and reevaluate who you vote for your voting power decays or goes away by about one percent per week so if i have 100 tokens and i vote them to cypher glass next week it'll only count as 99 out of those 100 tokens and the week after 98 97 so over time uh, a lot of those votes go away and that's why we need you to go out and vote for us again so that that decay will go away and you'll go back up to 100 percent.
0: yeah so I, for the longest time after main that launch, I mean, I set my votes. I, I would let it go a couple of weeks. Like, I didn't right. let it decay to like nothing, obviously. It would yeah. take a couple of years for that to happen. But I would find myself it's just something in the back of my mind to think of. And um, I'm trying to follow everything going on in ES. I do follow the governance, but I know that there's other people that follow it even closer. Definitely. So I, I, I love the idea of proxies. I, I think they're going to play a bigger part in our ecosystem as we move forward. But I'm. Um, I'm going to go out of order in our notes here a little bit, because I I didn't plan to mention how you guys got into the top 21. Yeah. Wasn't that fluctuation in votes the same thing that caused um, Games.ios to... Uh, get into the top 21, and then that created all of the blacklisting stuff. I so when we yeah. jump to that part, then we'll get into the good news.
1: Yeah. So for a brief moment in time, I think they picked up another six million votes or something like that from not any of the Bitfinex proxies. I'm not sure which proxy it was or which account it was, but they basically popped into the top 21 and didn't have any of their blacklist <laughs> configured. So somebody that had been blacklisted because their account was hacked, they cryptographically proved they own the Ethereum address associated with the EOS address. So BPs have never frozen an account without the full cryptographic proof and permission of the actual account owner. Um, But in this case, unfortunately, because all 21 BPs have to have the blacklist, if one doesn't, that transaction can still go through. So that 2.09 million EOS was sent to an exchange. But don't buy the FUD. There are so many articles saying EOS has been hacked. There's a hack on EOS. No, it hasn't. If one person loses their keys on Bitcoin... The Bitcoin network has not been hacked. It's the same thing on EOS. Yeah. It was one person lost their keys. Now, you know, and they've lost their in EOS. addition
0: to that, as much as we in the Western side of the world bash Huobi a lot for for different practices on the EOS network. Their exchange is actually the one that put a stop to a lot of these assets moving around. Yeah. So the wallets became unlocked because one of the top 21 didn't have these accounts blacklisted from back in the days of ECAF. So yep. this is like a legacy
1: blacklist here. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. All future blacklists have been rejected by the block producers because it's it's pretty obvious the community doesn't want ECAF as well. Mm-hmm. So we're not blacklisting anymore. And I, I, I'm not
0: 100%, but this may have been the first time GamesEOS was in the top 21. I don't know. I think it was. So they just didn't have a blacklist. But- So the funds started moving, and they were caught immediately. Someone must have had notifications set up.
1: Yeah. Thank you, whoever had that. Yeah, thank you, Huobi. I imagine they probably have the whole blacklist, and they say, oh, when a transaction comes Mm. from this into our exchange... Closet. So,
0: so the token started moving to Huobi, and Huobi's yeah. like, nope. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one advantage of a centralized exchange. I mean, yeah. we we talk about decentralized everything, but there are obvious perks to centralization. Definitely. Uh, this this saved some funds, but uh, if we had a very liquid Dex, those funds maybe could have been washed and sold. But right. in this instance, everything was saved. So. Um,
1: Onward and upward. Definitely, yeah. uh, So
0: we have so much good news, though. So that that was so much. the only
1: uh, sore spot of the day, yeah. and it, it, it had a somewhat happy ending. Well, and as a reminder, if you guys see articles like that on Twitter, hashtag EOSFUD, F-U-D, and uh, you'll have an army of people come <laughs> and sort of present facts, present videos and stuff to, to teach that person what's really going on. Tap-a-talk. You've done a video Ooh! on them. I'll just, I'll just say that, and you could get into it. 300 million users. 300000000 Oh, Oh, here they come. Here come the glasses. 300 (laughs) million. It's happening again. So just imagine. These are 300 million users. We're not saying they're all going to come to EOS, but these are 300 million people who are using a platform that is building part of their platform on EOS and will then have a chance to be exposed to the EOS ecosystem, a chance to make their own account, a chance to get more involved in the other dApps that are using EOS as well. So essentially what Tapatuck is, they're they're launching this new program under TapX. And it's tapx.io, T-A-P-X.io if you want to see it. What is with adding X for all these EOS projects? It seems Bancor
0: like... became Bancor X. <laughs> Zimbra, the enterprise email platform building on EOS. Hey, yeah. hey kitty. Uh, became Zimbra X yeah. for the blockchain platform. we got another one. Tap X.
1: Yeah, I think uh, X just seems to be cool. If you want a .X name, EOSNameservice.io. Ooh, go nice get it. plug. Yeah, ooh, y- use always use plug.
0: the Everything EOS referral code.
1: Yeah, exactly. In the description. <laughs> but essentially, they these people run, you know, the, the Everything whole... Cats. Yeah, EverythingCats.com. The, the whole controversy here has been, you know, do they really have 300 million users? And the answer is yes. Tapatalk is is very popular forum software. They run more than 200,000 forums online. And across those 200,000 forums, they have those 300 million users. So it is those users that will now be using this new sort of forum upgrade, you could kind of call it. They're integrating a bunch of different pieces. It's not just a reward system like I thought initially. It looks like they're doing identity, they're doing payments, they're doing sub-tokens for each of these individual communities all on EOS. So super exciting, and the amount of users is just insane.
0: And they have some uh, pretty notable advisors on, on yeah. their website, too. I, I, on your video, you mentioned a few of them. You want to run, yes. run through them?
1: Sam Kasmanian from uh, Everopedia, who uh, I'm sure is part of the reason why they're actually building on EOS. But then also uh, another notable name, Vinny Lingham, a uh, hmm. man who loves to eat on podcasts when he's recording <laughs> Uh, that's a story for that's another it. day. <laughs> yes. But uh, Vinny Lingham,
0: he, he's a, a pretty notable entrepreneur outside of yeah. blockchain. But in blockchain, he's been working on a project uh, called Civic that has a decentralized identity solution. We'll get back into this in, in a little bit. Um, but let's wrap up the TAPA talk with. Yeah. Um, they have a contract on the Jungle Testnet that was deployed three months ago. Yeah, so pretty crazy. They've, they've been working on EOS. Oh, they've for, clearly
1: been building a lot. And if you check out the account, uh, I don't know if we can put a, a link to that or not if we want to. To the jungle? To the jungle. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it in the description. Link it in the description to the, the jungle contract and you can go test it out. It looks like they're testing a lot of the sub-token functionality. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of different token contracts. They're sending them around, doing little, little different transactions. So it's going to be awesome. Imagine if... Each of these two hundred thousand forums made their own custom sub token on EOS to reward people to incentivize them to do good content uh, to you know add into their whole reputation management yeah. system that they're coming out with. So
0: very exciting. I'm excited. I mean, social always gets me excited. Yeah. So last week we had the uh, Larry Sanger and Dan Larimer talking about decentralized yep. social media. This is decentralized, like met, like. C- Forum communities I don't know the word forum but i've I've been part of many of them over the years with oh, different definitely. interests of mine whatever your interest is, you could be in the race cars there's all these race car communities and forums and oh, that, yeah. that's that's kind of where where tapa talk
1: it's a cat on the green screen
0: oh that's that's kind of what tapa talk is um but moving along, there was another really big project yeah uh so Taa just kind of came out of nowhere they weren't really building they didn't Announced that they're already building on a different platform. So it's not a, like a migration, it's just a huge mainstream product yep. that said they want to come to EOS because they're moving forward on their blockchain initiative. Uh, this next project is the most uh, widely adopted project with the most users on the NEO platform. I'm I'm talking about effect.ai and you Oof. did a video on them also yeah. so this is another big project. Yeah, If you want to learn about.
1: any more about these head over to youtubecom cypherglass, and you can check out the videos but effect.ai was Neo's most popular dApp moving to EOS and they specifically cited reasons why that you know Neo just doesn't cut it for their application it's not going to be scalable enough. Uh, I'm sure the transaction fees are an issue on Neo as well which is something we've been saying since this podcast started that if you have transaction fees in your dApp people are not going to want to use it. Man, so it's I'm, so cool to see. I'm an old school use.
0: Neo lover too man. I used to have Shares. I still I do know. have a little bit of Neo, but man, I always see like the seven nodes that they have and mm-hmm. like the lack of decentralization. And then seeing what what the the team at Effect AI yeah. said about Neo, I, I trust these guys' opinions. I, I liked their story about how they actually became involved with EOS. Uh, do you want to cover that, or you want me?
1: Uh, I think that's you. <laughs> so you I have it in my notes
0: guy. here, and they they did a video on it mm-hmm. um, where they actually came to the London Hackathon as oh. uh, mentors. Really? From not even... Because they're blockchain engineers. Right. They just weren't EOS. But they said that they were uh, considering Ethereum, Komodo, Tezos uh, before settling on EOS. And they said that what led to their decision wasn't so... It was the technical capabilities, but it was the community. They were just so impressed. And we've been to hackathons. It makes ha- so much hackathons. sense. It's just that energy. Oh, it's, yeah. It's indescribable it's at, at these hackathons. And I hope... Uh, we get hackathons again uh, in 2019. I hope so. I, I think we will. I hope we will. I
1: think it's inevitable. I think that there was so much exposure that EOS got in general and so many projects coming out of that. You look at Nougat, who's presenting at the EOS New York event this week. Um, that's a great project that came out of the hackathon that wouldn't have existed at all if it wasn't for that series. So I know it's a lot of work for the Block One team. Uh, it sort of consumes their PR efforts. But uh, if you're out there listening, I think the hackathons are a great idea, even if it's you know, later this year.
0: continuing on with um effect ai yeah so i I did some some digging into like what it was so at first i watched your video which was a great resource just surface level but then i dove in deeper yeah because i remembered um reading comparisons to so i knew they were an ai product but i also read previously whenever i knew them as a neo project as having a mechanical dirk the Mechanical Turk or m turk like product, which is a service that Amazon offers. Yeah. Um, and and they have micro services and micro
1: work. Do you want to ex- explain like what that means? Yeah, so essentially, if you have some kind of task where you want to pay per task, a very, very small amount, say a fraction of a penny or a penny per task, usually data entry, um, you know, hey... I need you to take the data out of this unformatted piece of paper or this unformatted document and, you know, insert it into a spreadsheet so that it's all organized. You would pay somebody on mechanical Turk, you know, per cell that they input. Uh, and you kind of send that out to a bunch of, of humans. So they say mechanical, but it's a bunch of real humans entering. Yeah. All so
0: state. it's like robot, like work, but that only a human can do. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wrote a few examples down. So, um, I think it's funny, this cat on the table actually, this white fluffy one, Google, <laughs> Google Photos has the best algorithm. It, it, it can detect what kind of animals, it knows really? my pet's names, it like recognizes them. Oh, that's spooky. But it thinks this cat right here is a dog. <laughs> All the other cats are cats, but this one's a dog. That's so interesting. And that's because it, it, it's big and fluffy, so it messed up their algorithm. But those algorithms don't just happen by chance. Yeah. They happen over a long period of time. And um, for like facial recognition, Um, tools like facebook where you're identifying your friends and it says okay all these different angles of faces is the same person it gets smarter right so an example would be if um, you could have thousands of humans just looking at pictures and saying whether or not there's a cat in the picture and it could try to trick them it could show them a bear and they'll say no so it's just training a a, a computer algorithm to do certain things or maybe um, it's a text to speech ai thing and it, it can't decipher certain words so maybe it listens to an hour-long speech and it doesn't know what five percent of the words are so it needs this army of mechanical Turk workers yeah to, to do these micro tasks and one
1: well, that's called effect force so it's like the in the video on the cypherglass channel it kind of breaks it down into the different aspects of the platform what they're actually making and effect force is just that you know you can trade an ai algorithm with a bunch of people
0: yeah So this is something that mTurk's really big on Amazon, but there's there's issues with it. So one is the work is very, very low paying. So we're talking like hundreds of a penny per task. (laughs) So it's it's really only geared towards, I don't know, Poor people, children. I, I don't know who the target demographic is. Yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, it, if you think about, I think it's generally people in other countries where if $6, if you're in Venezuela and $10 a month is the, the average wage there, something like this may actually be pretty exactly. you know, pretty appealing when you can sit at home and make that kind of money.
0: So why would we want to do something that Amazon's already doing? Mm-hmm. And, and the answer is Amazon's taking a 40% cut of these already tiny payments. 40%. So like, yeah, take a profit, but 40%, (laughs) that's like Apple, that's like App Store level uh, atrocity. Yeah, that's crazy. So there's that issue. So you have this fraction of a fraction of a penny you're earning for this micro task, and then it's getting slashed by 40% immediately. And then additionally, because of the cost to to transfer money across borders, there's always a minimum withdrawal. So let's say you're in Venezuela, mm-hmm. you're, you just want to make these $6. Right. Like that could buy you food for a, a, a month, let's say. But the minimum withdrawal is probably $100 or $50. Oh. So they want the, the. so the work is only really geared towards someone's re- really, really poor. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be doing this work. Right. So it's geared towards these people, but then for them to ma- make an income, you have to expect them to basically work for free for a very long time until they meet this minimum threshold. Whereas using cryptocurrency, it, it's, it's peer-to-peer. You're, oh, you're yeah. paying Well, you could even instantaneously. Almost. With
1: the right system, you could honestly set it up with a micropayment where you're sending them that 0. 0.001 EOS mm-hmm. per transaction or maybe every 10 transactions it pays you out and then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, those people are going to be waiting a year or something to get their payments. That's nuts. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so one, one potential um, issue with a service like an M Turk yeah. on a decentralized system is you kind of need reputation and identity. Right. Because you could game the system you can game a lot of systems. And this is one that you can game and, and fake the work because the AI is relying on a human to give them the right answer. Mm-hmm. So the AI doesn't know the answer, so it's going by what the human input is. So you could really mess up the system and and fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right. So, you need an identity and reputation layer. And there's, there's a lot of projects working on it. We hear about Riddle with Scatter. Yeah. But we're going to come back to the man's name, Vinny Lingham. Yeah. From Civic. This is an Ethereum project, mind you. And I, I don't know more than what I'm talking about on this show, but going back to June 2018, Effect.ai already announced their partnership with Civic oh, for really? their identity layer. Oh, wow. Now, at the time, okay. they were on Ethereum. Yeah. But they're coming to EOS now. Yeah. So doesn't that somewhat mean that they might, it might not be a civic thing, maybe effect AI is porting it, Mm -hmm. but in some way, civic, identity layer, solution, whatever you want to call it, if effect force is coming to EOS, then that means some sort of identity layer with civic. A hundred percent.
1: I think it's only logical that Civic eventually moves to the US mainnet. And I think their project has so much potential. And I think a lot of that really did get, like, so many other Ethereum projects, it got kind of stunted by the fact that Ethereum just can't scale. So, Civic, you know, they had a couple ICOs that were using their project, but or their product, rather. Um, but from that point on, I think that was late... 2017 we really never heard of any other you know civic integrations and for them to come to eos there are so many projects that work so many projects that scale that need something like that they need that identity layer uh you know Tapatalk is a great one that is yeah, probably so using Civic as well. Just
0: in case you missed that part where I tied it back in, Tapatalk, one of their advisors is Vinny Lingam, the yeah. CEO of Civic, which is an Ethereum identity solution. And they're probably the ones that are furthest along. They're not the first people to try to solve this identity thing. Right. But I know at the Consensus Conference in New York, they had these, I think they're Budweiser beer machines, and you needed to use <laughs> your Civic ID
1: to get your beer. Oh, to prove you're 21.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow, and okay. working uh, for over... like year or two in the ICO industry, I, I knew, um, I. the first time I used Civic was for the ZRX ICO that I right. participated in, and yeah. I had to use Civic. Say, And that that actually led to a lot of adoption with it, and I mean, it crashed 90% just like everything else, mm-hmm. but it has a solid team behind it, and they've uh, recently acquired in the last year Identity.com, and that's actually a really big, uh, I, I think it's like a separate project, but it's like built on top of Civic's platform. Really? So I'm excited to see this, because... Huh. I'm not saying Civic's going to migrate to EOS, but they might... Turn into one of those projects that are cross-platform, like a Bancor oh, X.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, Civic is a business, and the more potential customers that they can reach, EOS being a huge set of those potential customers, the better for them and their business and their token holders. So it really only makes sense.
0: One, one more conspiracy, uh, Vinny, oh, yeah. Vinny Lingham's a partner at Multi Coin Capital.
1: Oh, really? And that might mean nothing. It probably means yeah. nothing. Um, we know uh, based on their thesis and that whole letter they put out, EOS is one of their big holdings. So it is. Um, that makes sense. He's uh, he's definitely hedged into EOS. I'm sure it's it's. It's hard to ignore what's happening in the EOS ecosystem when you see the usage statistics. You see the amount of dApps and projects that are now moving over to EOS, the amount of projects that are building on a blockchain for the first time and choosing EOS as that blockchain. So it's just so exciting, everything that's happening. There's so much going on.
0: So before we wrap up talking about Effect Force, which is on Effect AI, which is the the Neo project migrating to EOS, um, the thing that has me excited about um, the way that, I guess the product works is I love projects like uh, um, what Effect AI is doing with Effect Force because it reminds me of, even though it's completely different, it reminds me of Steemit where you can create value from your own uh, talent, skill set, or time, and you're able to earn income through some sort of inflationary mechanism or reward mechanism within the system itself. Um, because what this does is it, it creates this opportunity that never existed before. You, you mentioned Venezuela. There's all of these countries in Africa where there, there's these people. There, there's no difference between me, Rob, and, and some poor person living in somewhere like Kenya. The only difference is opportunity. We have opportunity and they don't. Well, it, it's about to get balanced because all they need for that opportunity is this. Right. If you have this... And if you have an internet connection, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are also trying to well,
1: solve in, in countries like that. And so many already do with the M-PESA program that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have been instrumental in, in sort of putting out there. So many people there now have phones that are connected to the internet in some way. Granted, it's not a, a 4G connection, but they can still get online.
0: So with a cell phone, you can now have an income opportunity that you never had. Maybe it's only yeah. $5 a month, but if, if, if you're just taking care of like seven kids and you have no other opportunities. That's that's amazing. Oh, that yeah. could put food on your table, and stuff like M-Turk always, it, not always existed, but it existed for a long time. But this is just opening it up. It's it's removing the borders. Um, and it, it's making micropayments possible because well, that hurdle I mentioned where you have to have that minimum deposit oh, it's absolutely. Like working for free for the longest time.
1: And even not just that, I mean, mechanical Turk and Amazon referrals, all of the, the sort of ways you make income on Amazon, you need a bank account ultimately. Mm-hmm. And none of these people in any of these countries have great any kind point. of banking infrastructure. The unbanked. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, there's totally no way for them to that. get that payment. Even if they make it to the hundred dollar threshold after six months, they're not going to get that payment because they don't have a bank to put it in. Exactly. I mean, if they do, they're going to pay a massive currency conversion fee to put in their local currency and then have to withdraw it it just it, it solves so many issues to to make um, all of this on a blockchain
0: I don't care if it's effect ai that does it or someone else that does it but i want to see services like this that, that that give income opportunities to the disadvantaged
1: Oh absolutely
0: because it's not work that we're going to be doing but it's work that needs to be done and it's going to make our our systems and and programs work better and yeah. smarter well and i think
1: there are even higher tiers of the gig economy the gig economy just to clarify what i said um where essentially there are people whether you're doing graphic design or you know writing or whatever it is they're working on upwork or these other sites they're going to be more and more people doing that in the future especially as more of these um you know typical jobs get automated away so
0: yeah i mean I gave all of these very simple examples. Like, is it a dog or a cat on a picture? Right. But you could advance it. Like, we could decentralize. Our, we've talked about arbitration. If you had, yeah. like, a decentralized arbitration system, you'd have all of these, like, certified in some way arbitrators who are all, mm-hmm. like, independent. It's like all these independent businesses. Right. And they're just, like, randomly selected for transactions to arbitrate. So mm-hmm. they they basically, this is a skill to be able to sift through evidence, listen to the case. It's like almost being like a an arbitrator kind of like you're a judge <laughs> yeah and there, there's all kinds of other like higher skill jobs like mm. you could be a translator i mean contracting work over the internet's nothing new it's just right. I, I think the micropayments is what makes us different because micropayments and not having a bank account yeah. so this is like the subset for the
1: micropayments and the access giving people access to actually yeah, get that yeah and i out.
0: think that's why i didn't think of the like higher skill set jobs at first because yeah. typically i i I'm thinking that you would well, have a bank account, maybe. Exactly,
1: those people already have access to the the right financial infrastructure to get the payments out, but some of these people don't.
0: So, two applications, giant app. Yeah. Well, one's a giant application on on a platform, two thousand yeah. users, which isn't a small number, right? And, but but it's like far in its development roadmap. I think it's been over a year now that they've been working on it Something a year like and a half that, yeah it's been a while so it's a pretty established product with a very established team you said you you talked to the founder
1: recently yeah we were uh, supposed to have a meeting this week but first i had to reschedule then he had to reschedule so we're talking next week now but chris if you're out there <laughs> uh, looking forward to speaking
0: i'm curious to hear more about their their story on how they got here yeah, same. the decision didn't come easily i'm sure and mm-hmm. i want to hear
1: well that's one of the things i talk to so many people so many projects i do free consulting calls i'll, I'll meet somebody you know in new york or somewhere else and they'll say hey hey, you know, we're building on Ethereum, we're having all these issues, we're running into transaction fees, you know, we're trying to batch transactions on a side chain and send it in. <laughs> and I say, let me have a call with you and your oh tech guy. God. And when I get them on the phone, they have that concern. It's not an easy decision because they've poured six months or a year, a year and a half into trying to solve these problems on Ethereum. And to build on EOS, generally they do have to scrap it and start over. But when they realize, oh, we can rebuild what we what took us a year to build on Ethereum in a month on EOS, and then in the future it's going to actually work, they're generally very open to the decision.
0: Well, We're very open and welcoming to any NEO projects, and especially Ethereum projects, that want to come over to EOS. Yeah. So I recommend we have EOS IO (laughs) Band-Aids straight from the EOS hackathon. Oh, yeah. Official. To to package up your wounds. (laughs) We got tissues somewhere on the floor somewhere. Yeah. Stop crying. As the... uh, Bite the bullet and come... Come over to the good guy side. Come to EOS. Just do it. And it's getting easier by the day. Yeah. So we've talked extensively about the team at Shios and Sense about their EOS 21 uh, teleportation protocol. And uh, that's a one-way relay. It, it, it could be developed further to be a two-way, but for their specific purpose, they're not going back to Ethereum. They're not doing um, something that would require them to be on both chains, like a Bancor, right. for exactly. example. Um, but there are a lot of projects that would want to be on both chains. And a project just announced a new uh, initiative this week, and it's a big Ethereum project. Kyber Network, oh yeah, announces what's called Waterloo, which is the EOS to Ethereum bridge. Yeah. So for for those. Uh, who weren't part of the 2017 big rush of the Ethereum DEXs? <laughs> um, Kyber Network and ZRX both basically came out at the same time and they were like the Ethereum darlings for decentralized exchanges. Yeah. But you think of what you need for an exchange, you need these fast, lightning fast, like very low or zero fee transactions. Yeah. It's just when you were talking about all these side chains and like,
1: all these batching transactions hacky and, ways to oh, yeah.
0: to make things scale that's what projects like kyber and probably what zrx are dealing with and probably dozens if not hundreds of ethereum projects that we don't even think about or know about that they're they're running into these problems about. yeah we could assume they are so this eos ethereum bridge is and I, I quote this from their blog post the waterloo bridge will enable cross-chain communication between the two blockchains and will enable the transfer of assets from Ethereum to EOS and vice versa. Such cross-chain interoperability is a long-standing ambitious goal in the blockchain ecosystem in the last several years, with potential applications in finance, scalability, and privacy. Yeah. So I like how this project. I don't think they're moving to EOS. There, it sounds like they're trying to build upon something like what Bancor X has been able to accomplish with this cross-chain liquidity between tokens. Right. Um, but they're taking it a step further. They're eliminating um the central party, like the Bancor working the the relays. They're trying to make a trustless relay. Right. And I don't think it's completely done yet, but it just stands out so much to me because there's just so much about this that that like highlights it for me. And the fact that it's Kyber. So you were part of the ICO bull run, so was I, so is a lot of our uh, viewers and listeners. Yeah. Um, during that run, there is always issues of people fraudulently being added as advisors to different ICO projects yeah. to give them credibility. That hey, we,
1: uh, we just added Vitalik to our project over here. Please buy our coin. They going to go
0: percent So at the time in 2017, Vitalik was getting added to projects as an advisor that he didn't agree to because yep. some guy saw him at a conference and shook his hands like, we're partners.
1: Yeah. Or they have a photo of the, the founder with Vitalik. That was always the, the typical
0: uh, one. <laughs> so I remember this, uh, distinctively. Um, Vitalik put a tweet out and I'm sure I'll have a graphic by the time we publish this Um, he said I only advise for two projects Go and Kyber